the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. All right, I was having um, was having dinner last night when uh, I caught wind of uh, what was taking place at... Uh, our base in uh, bases in Iraq and being fired upon by Iranian missiles. You know, obviously, uh, I don't like to do this at dinner time. TV off, um, phones away. I um, put the television on, was watching what was taking place. Um, obviously, picked up my phone, uh, made a, a few checks here and there, and and I quickly came up with the assessment that this was. A big fat nothing burger. I um, when I when I learned that it was again it was coming from the Iranians directly. Hey, you, you watch the, the various different cable news networks, and you watch the um, the, the people on TV, the people within the area, um, you know, kind of you know, freak out about the entire thing. They they portray they they act. I don't know how to explain it. it was, there's a word for it. There probably is in some language. Maybe there isn't even English, and uh, I don't know what it is. They give this, like they're calm when they're talking and almost monotone in their presentation, but the way that they present things is a way to try to frighten people. Um, Let me give everybody uh, some facts. There was 15 missiles fired from Iran. There have been, there have been many more missiled, missiles fired from Iranian proxies at various different targets over the past month than there was yesterday. These directly came from Iran. And, and I, I talked about this a little bit yesterday um, here on the program. I, I don't believe the... Iranians want anything to do with uh, screwing around with us. They don't. It is a lose, 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 lose situation for them. They have a, um, a military budget that's a little under $20 billion. A little under $20 billion. They don't have many friends in the region. They don't. How, how, how is this going to work out for them? Huh? Their economy, their economy went backwards last year to the tune of 10%, and that number is probably a little bit conservative. They're not doing anything. They continue to to fall backwards in every way, shape, matter, or form. They can't get their oil to market. The hell are they going to do? What are they going to do? Now, we all saw the, the, the myriad of rallies take place across Iran. Now, you say, oh, a million people showed up to this rally. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I get it. I, I, I understand that. It's, guess what? There are plenty of Iranians that 
had no problem with what we did. <laughs> Plenty. Plenty that had no problem with what we did. I, um, I, I saw this for what it was. This is the Iranian government needing to save face to their people. That's all it was. There's been various different reports, and I've got information that the Iranians, Iranians actually warned the Iraqis that they were going to start firing. Well, the Iraqis turned around and warned us. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if the Iranians actually told us that they were going to start firing. And said, uh, you know, we need to... Um, we need to save face here in front of our people. Let us fire off a few missiles and let it go by the wayside. What are they going to do? They're going to they're fire spitballs at our aircraft carriers? You know, it's, it's silly. You know, you know what I, you know, I came up with it in the middle of the night last night. I, I woke up. And I, I don't know how it popped in my head. Then I, I'm starting to write things down when I think of them. Do you remember the, um, the attack that we had on the aspirin factory, Bill Clinton? The attack on the aspirin factory in the Sudan. Remember that? We were, we were, in, uh, it was the, we were responding to the embassy bombings. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what we were responding to. It was nothing. Clinton didn't want to. He didn't want to do anything. Oh, let's let's take out this aspirin factory. Oh, look what we did! Eric's cruise missile. Oh, we think all the news media. Holy Clinton is taking out a a a weapons, a chemical weapons facility in the Sudan. It was an aspirin factory. But that story goes away, and the lie becomes the truth amongst the American people, and we did something about it. And do you think it's going to be handled any different in Iran? We got the Americans back. They, you know, the, uh, they tweeted out a picture of the Iranian flag after the attack. Arr, high five one another. Arr. Please. Please. And, and this, again, my friends, is um, the reality of our world. And I just don't seem to get it. I, I, I am a little bit encouraged to see um, various different conservatives out there kind of holding the line and talking about how Donald Trump wants us out of the region. You're starting to hear more and more of the, the, the Rand Paul type of philosophy. Even Tucker Carlson's covering even Limbaugh to some degree. Actually talking about you know, us getting the hell out. Do you understand, people, that there is no reason for it anymore outside of military contracts? That's it. It's business right now. You give me one strategic reason why we are there. Oh, the Gulf of Hormuz. Yeah. 
Um, we already had the Royal Navy is escorting their boats through that area. 20%. 20% of the world's oil travels through there. Well, well, you think the Iranian Navy is some big powerful force that cannot be dealt with? Yeah, let the Saudis. Let, let, the, let the, the nations within the region build up their navies and make sure that it's safe. He could, we could take out the Iranian Navy in a half an hour if we really wanted to do so. 50% of the Saudi uh, oil capacity, Ramco capacity, went offline when the uh, Iranians attacked, was this two, three months ago? Can't even remember exactly. Did it roil the world's oil markets? No. No, didn't roil the world's oil markets. Fine. Did, did oil prices spike last night when the word came out about this? Yeah. And they came back down to earth. Do you, do you know that the oil prices doubled, doubled in the first uh, Gulf War. Do you remember that? Doubled. <laughs> anybody, anybody see oil prices doubling right now? Do, do you understand that this year alone, in 2020, we're going to add 1 million barrels of capacity here in the United States? Do you know that's 25% of Iraq's total capacity? What, you know, we've getting to the point in time right now. We're getting to the point in time right now where these nations in the Middle East better get with the program or they're going to starve. They better get with the program. They better modernize or they're going to starve. They have to find something else to do. I, again, this takes me back to, um, I expect, 2008. 2008, I, I don't know why this popped in my head. It was a, uh, a radio program I was doing. I, I would, not only had my, my, I've had my weekend program now for 20-something years, but I've also done various other radio programs from a three-hour morning program in Tampa, I also did an after three hour drive time afternoon program in Tampa. But at this point in time, I was doing a, a, a couple hours in Sarasota, Florida, every afternoon. And um, it was a conversation that, that came up on the program in regards to energy and energy prices. And obviously, things were much higher back then. It was all sorts of problems, a financial crisis, what's going on. And people were talking about. Um, H3, helium-3, and I can't remember um, exactly how it works. And you were talking about the, you know, the amount of it that was on the moon and how it could be harvested and, and all this stuff. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a second. Because this, this has always been a big-time liberal fantasy. It comes up in movies. It comes up in movies a lot. This um, infinite energy supply, right? This clean energy, infinite supply. And, and I remember, again, it's, it's funny the things that, you know, where you store little files in your brain and things pop up. I, I remember um, 
talking about a, a Val Kilmer movie. A Val Kilmer movie, I think from the 1990s. So it was Elizabeth Shue was also in this movie. It was The Saint. And Elizabeth Shue is this wonderful college, brainy college professor and comes up with the technology for free energy for all. And the evil bad guys, the energy people obviously want her killed. They want her killed because they can't allow that out. And I, I thought about this a little bit, and I brought it up on the program, and I said, what if? Why don't let's just pretend. Let's pretend that, that some really smart kid at uh, MIT, MIT all of a sudden comes up with this new energy source, and um, guess what? It's, uh, I, I don't know, it comes out of, I, 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 I don't know what he does, Maybe fusion tech, I, I, whatever it may be. Comes up with this technology, unlimited, unlimited, free, everybody can have it. Now what? Now what? How many people around, I said, think about this for a second. How many people around the globe are directly or indirectly involved in energy? How many people do you think, I mean, just in your mind, play with your mind a little bit. I want you to think. I'm not just talking the oil companies. I'm talking the oil, the the suppliers of the equipment for the oil companies, the gas stations, all of the things that are involved in the oil industry, the nations around the globe. What would the people of Saudi Arabia do if nobody needed their oil anymore? What would they do? How would they eat? What would happen to Russia? What would happen to many of these countries? What would happen to Norway, for crying out loud? Now, a a good example of this, and I was talking about it back then. The UAE. The UAE, you got to look it up sometime. You got to take a look about the benefits of being a citizen of the UAE. And again, everything is you know, free healthcare, free college education. In fact, the government buys you a house. That's right. The government buys you a house after you get married. <laughs> All of these things that you get for being a citizen there. They know how much oil they have left. And they're running out. What, what have they done there? What has taken place in Dubai and all over that country? They're diversifying, are they not? They want to become a sports capital. They want to become an entertainment capital. You talk about a vacation place. They built that those fake islands in the water where all these celebrities were buying these places up. Shopping cap, all sorts of stuff. They're diversifying because they know they are running out of oil. The Saudis as well. You think they're, they're starting to get the picture also. 
They don't have the type of power they had before. Why? Well, because of us. One of the most significant developments, I've said this here on the program, over the past 10 years, 2015, the Republicans were banging Barack Obama over the head and saying, you know what, we can start selling our oil, we can start exporting it. 2015. Past 10, you want the biggest development the past 10 years? We are energy independent. What are we going to do with that? What have we done with it? God, I would have hoped we would have uh, extracted ourselves from these areas around the globe where we do not need to be any longer. I'm hoping and praying that Donald Trump says we have no, we have no reason for being in these places anymore. I, I, you want me to be honest with you? I think he's scared. I do. I think Donald Trump, he's, he's stupid by any stretch of the imagination. I think if he says, well, if we're going to start pulling our troops out of these areas, guess what? There's going to be, all of a sudden, there's going to be senators. There's going to be senators that all of a sudden are going to start voting for impeachment, and they'll try to get rid of them. I, again, I, 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 no, I sound like some sort of conspiracy theorist out there, but I'm sorry. I'm getting a little bit long in the tooth, and I've been around long enough to understand that this most certainly is possible. I think he is downright frightened by it. No, we have no need there. There's no reason. None. I said before, you know, if there was you know reason for us to be there, you need to protect the world's oil supply. Keep it. I get that. Do you realize that over the past uh, past two months? The past two months here, um, there have been, I mean, major oil discoveries. They don't make big news anymore. That one here was one from, was this yesterday? Yesterday there was news, oh yeah, here it is. Apache and Total make significant oil discovery off South American coast. Yep, I mean, it's preliminary formation evaluation data indicate the potential for prolific oil wells. Yeah. Um, It's not to mention the fact that ExxonMobil a month ago announced a discovery in uh, Guyana, which could yield as much as 6 billion barrels of oil and gas. This is South America. Also in the Mediterranean, off of Cyprus. There's obviously a bit of a debate right now because the Turks want it. The Greeks are arguing over it. The Israelis want a part of it as well. And I, I think I did mention here on the program a, um, an oil, uh, an oil, a, a pipeline program that's going to be going from Israel to through Cyprus to Greece underneath the Mediterranean. The world is awash in this stuff. You want cheap energy? There's plenty of cheap energy. Plenty of it. We're not dependent upon these areas anymore. Listen, this is 
my take. I said, either you people within this region get with the program or you're going to starve. Or you can go back to being Bedouins and, and, you know, riding camels around the desert and go back to being a bunch of no-bats. I could care less. But they don't have that type of power anymore. We'll see what happens. But we'll see what happens. And again, I don't like to be the big cynic here. I, I don't. But you t- take, a look at, uh, take a look at those uh, defense stocks. How they performed over the past couple of days, huh? How well have they done over the past couple of days? <sighs> People, we spend over $800 billion on defense. Who knows? We're well, going to couple in the, the various different other programs, CIA, but, and all the other stuff that we're involved with around the globe. Now, make no bones about it. I want to have the best. I want to have the best. I want to have the most powerful military on the planet. I want, I want to be able to take out bad guys with precision strikes. That's how I like things done, quite honestly. I prefer that. I do not prefer boots on the ground in these God-forsaken places. I don't. Anyway, it kind of brings me into another thing I wanted to talk about here on the program that... Uh, it, 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 it bothers me because they, they talk about this on, um, on the news and the, the think tanks and the think tanks and, and all the other people out there. They talk about having a measured response. We need to have a, you know, when we respond to things, it needs to be a measured response. And do we respond too harshly? What? I, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. Um, and I, I've said this before. I, I'm going to go with the old uh, Don Corleone, Godfather one, sitting down at the table with the heads of the other crime family syndicates. And he warns them. He says, listen, he's going to bring his son back home from Sicily, making arrangements to bring Michael back home from Sicily. And he, and he tells him, he says, um, okay, we, we made peace here today, but I am a uh, suspicious man. And if my son happens to hang himself in his jail cell or something were to befall in him, or if he was to be struck by a bolt of lightning, I'm going to start blaming people in this room. And then I don't forgive. I was, and honestly, that's what Trump did, and I did appreciate it. He channeled his inner Donald Trump. I mean, t- Donald Trump channeled his inner Don Corleone when he said, not American, not one American will be hurt. And I, that's, that's the response. That I, I said, if you target any of our citizens or do you do anything to hurt any Americans, we are going to crush you like a bug. Blank this measured response. I don't want measured responses. Oh, it's going to be tit for tat? Tit for tat is stupid. 
It's, a, it's like, oh, we're going to get a boxing match, and we're going we're gonna to punch each other equally as hard. No. We are going to knock you out. You do anything to any of our citizens, we're going to wreck you. The whole speak softly and carry a big stick. What did, what did Ronald Reagan do? Hey, Ronald Reagan didn't get us into wars, but what did he do? What did he do when there was a bombing at a Berlin discotheque that hurt American soldiers? He bombed Libya. He bombed Gaddafi, killed one of his kids. Not a single American will be hurt. Period. The end. And you say this, we don't do measured responses. Just put out that warning. We don't do measured responses. We'll figure out who you are, what group you're from, where and who sponsored you, and we're going to deal with you. And the Iranians like to work through their various different proxy groups out there, various different organizations that uh, they've done business with. It's real simple. You say, okay, um, you're funded by Iran. You know what? You're responsible now. Oh, uh, missiles fired at one of our bases? Oh, sorry, there goes your power facility. And it's gone. You stop? Guess what? We'll stop. You want to do business? We'll sit down and we'll do business. This is the capacity that we have. And again, I, I don't have any problem at all spending money to utilize our military in that fashion. But stay the hell out of the damn region. Stay out of it. You're going to try to solve the Shia-Sunni problem and get ourselves involved in more circular firing squads over there? Get the hell out of there. Don't even pick sides. Don't. It's not worth it. It's, you know, it's, it's like watching you know, those uh, television shows on uh, Bravo, The Real Housewives of New Jersey, and they're just constantly bickering and fighting and going back and forth. What the hell are you going to get yourself involved? It doesn't make any difference. You're going to tick everybody. Everybody's going to end up here. Just don't be involved. Walk away. It's none of our business. We are not going to solve the problems of the Middle East. They have to solve them. Be an example to the rest of the world is what we need to be. Be an example. Hey, I, I'm going to go back to uh, decades ago. I, I, the, the amount of pride that I have, and I, I, I'm telling you right now, it was a feeling, I was just like, wow, what an amazing place. What a great country we have. My, my first apartment in New York City on the Upper East Side, there was a street near where I, I lived, not far, not far, about 10, 15 blocks away, but still the same neighborhood. Where on the same block, you had a church, a synagogue, and a mosque. No problems, no issues. 
That's how we do things here. And that's what we should continue to do. Anyway, a quick other bit in regards to, uh, I'm spending a lot of time on this foreign policy. I mean, I got so many stories I got to get to. I'm trying to keep everything down to a half an hour a day. Um, There was a plane, again, it's a Boeing plane, 737-800 that crashed shortly after takeoff from Tehran's airport. Um, all everybody was killed. 176 passengers killed. Um, the Ukrainians uh, say that this was their their best plane and their best crew. And uh, reports that we have right now is Iran is refusing to hand over the black box from this. And there's been speculation again, speculation that um, it may have been accidentally shot out of the sky. Again. We'll see. Um, hopefully that that's not the case, um, but we'll find out. We'll find out. And I, it, the politics that it's going to surround this, we're going to continue. Obviously, you can you can throw on the, the cable news networks, and you can watch the various different idiots from from both parties um, go at it over nothing. And, and listen, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, you want to argue over policy, it's one thing. And I, I mentioned this yesterday, I mentioned last week, but personal attacks when it comes to things like this is absurd. Again, I, I can have a debate with somebody in regards to whether or not taking out Soleimani was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. But, you know, automatically the, the questions... And the news media knows what they're doing. Oh, is this the wag or do- is the president? Did the president take this guy out to distract the public from impeachment? There isn't going to be any impeachment. That's a joke in of itself, and they know it is. They know it is. And again, I want you to understand that the news media, the people in the news, are some of the most dangerous people out there. They're not. They're not American by any stretch. They're not. They're all for themselves. They're deep state. Deep state should get their own passports, their own little, own little country in and of itself. Anyway, watchdog on wallstreet.com. Watchdog on wallstreet.com. Have a wonderful day. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody.